how a woman's relationship with her needs differs from her husband's and why sometimes it can make him look selfish. Hi, my name is Trina Glines, and this is Elevate Your Marriage and Life podcast. This podcast is for those who want to create happiness daily, even among the chaos that marriage and family life will bring. Get ready to elevate your marriage and life today. Welcome to Elevate Your Marriage and Life podcast. This is Trina Glines, and I am really excited to be with you today. It's the week after Thanksgiving, and I hope each of you had a wonderful Thanksgiving with your family and friends. Uh, We kind of cheated this year, and we actually went um, to a place that did a buffet Thanksgiving dinner. And so I boycotted dinner or cooking. I boycotted cooking, and we were able to just go and enjoy the day. It was actually really awesome. So I'm now prepping for Christmas. I don't know about the rest of you, but I just barely started Christmas shopping last night. Um, So I have a ways to go. And we've just been really busy. My husband and I had a wonderful opportunity to emcee a kind of marriage conference. I don't know if you will really want to call it a conference. It's more like a, a date night is what they wanted. Um, it was called Get Your Marriage On, and it was here in sunny St. George, Utah. And it was so incredible because it was the first time this event had been put on. And the the people behind it, they just saw this vision and this need of wanting to celebrate marriage, wanting to celebrate intimacy in marriage, as well as all other aspects of marriage, because so often we just talk about the negative things when it comes to sexuality, when really sexuality in marriage needs to be celebrated. So there was a lot of discussion taking place on intimacy in marriage. There was like five different breakout sessions plus two um, keynote speakers. Everyone was amazing. And we had close to 600 people there. That is incredible. That is close to 300 couples that were all choosing to be intentional in their marriages. And I applaud every one of them. If you're listening to this and you joined us, I applaud you for being there, for being intentional in your marriage, and for recognizing that all of our marriages have to be worked on. There isn't one of us that is immune to needing to work on our marriage, immune to challenges that might come our way. I mean, we're all human. They will come. And no one taught us how to make this marriage thing work past our I do's. We've talked about this several times on my podcast. And I had the incredible opportunity to present at this event as well. And so I got to teach two classes. Um, And it was really fun. It was a lot of fun. I love sharing um, what I'm passionate about. I love sharing my own journey and what took me on this journey. And it's just, you know... It's opened up a whole new avenue of looking at life differently, recognizing that each of us are in charge of our own part, and we can only be in control of our part. And so as I dove into this journey of understanding the intricacies between husband and wife and how to make this messy thing called marriage work, how can I feel heard, understood, and validated in my marriage? How can my man feel accepted and appreciated and heard, understood, validated as well? 
And that's when I dove in and recognized that men and women literally do speak two different languages. We think differently. We look at one situation and we think about it differently, but we often assume that the other should just be a version of us because it's all we know. We've never articulated the differences. And my goal is to articulate those differences so we can look at and go, oh, I get it now. Like I know I've talked several times about single task focus and multitask alertness and that men are single task focused. And when they are working on something, they are singly focused on that. Women are multitask alerted. We rarely focus on one thing. We focus on a bajillion things at the same time. Because of these two differences, we often assume the other should be able to work like us. And we often find ourselves really frustrated because we are giving, having expectations of them being able to do something that's actually outside of their ability. And so as we learn these differences, it empowers us to be able to speak to them in a language that resonates with them, to be able to stop assuming their intentions, to be able to look at them in a different light and honoring our differences instead of competing with them. It makes all the difference in the world. It really does. So today, what I wanted to kind of share with you, I'm actually going to share kind of a piece of what I shared in my um, presentation at, at this date night that I think is really important for men and women to understand because we so often get frustrated in this area, especially as women, when we really don't need to because we just truly work differently than one another. And so it's empowering for us to understand these differences. So what I'm going to talk about is men's relationship to their needs and women's relationship to her needs. So men and women have a different relationship with their needs. Men have an have actually an immediate and intense relationship with their needs, whereas women, <laughs> ladies, we don't have a relationship with our needs. We struggle to have a relationship with our needs because we as women, part of our natural DNA, part of who we are as women, which is a beautiful part of us, I really want us all to celebrate it, is that we instinctively take care of everyone else, often forgetting ourselves. And with this, unfortunately, we get out of balance and we don't understand the need that we actually have of filling our own well so that then we can give from a healthier version of us. We can give from a whole being instead of being sucked dry. But it's, it's really hard for women because it's going against our DNA. We are natural givers and adapters. We will take care of everybody else's needs before we take care of our own. And so with that, men, their relationship with their needs is immediate and intense, which is opposite of ours. <laughs> and because of this, men often can look selfish. Our husbands can come across selfish to us. And the reason why is because let's go back to single task focus. Let's say your man is at work. He's he's at work and he's thinking work, work, work. And it's one train on one track and he is just 
working, 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 right? And then all of a sudden, here comes hunger that cuts through single task focus, changes that train track to another train track. And now he's like, oh, I'm hungry. Oh, I'm hungry. Oh, I'm hungry. He tries to work a little bit. No, I can't work. I got to go eat. And single task focus has now moved to I'm hungry. And so what do your men do when they're hungry? Your boys, your husbands, what do they do? They go eat. Ladies, what do we do when we're hungry? We remember an hour later, we haven't eaten. We head to the fridge to eat and end up cleaning the fridge. On our way to the kitchen, we pass the laundry room and see that the laundry needs to be switched and some clothes folded and we end up doing that and then a phone call comes in and we realize a couple hours later, we haven't eaten. We do not have the relationship with our needs like our men do. And this is where it can come across as, man, he's so selfish. Can't he just wait a minute? When in all reality, he's not a version of us. We as givers and adapters have the ability to wait. And we will sacrifice and we will wait when it comes to our needs with little things like eating, which is actually a, a big thing. We, If you're hungry, we should eat. We'll talk more about that. But we will give an adapted away to take care of others where men have a stronger connection with their needs. And it's okay. We work differently and we often balance each other out. I want you to think. I want you to think about your man and when he gets sleepy. Do you have a husband that can fall asleep anytime, anywhere, anyhow? Like you're seriously, you walk in the room and he's sitting on the couch watching something and you leave and you come back and now he's asleep. And you're like, really? And you stand there. It's a Saturday. It's you've got a to-do list forever long. And you look at him. You're like, really? I'd like to take a nap right now, too. Seriously. And what's happened is he say he's been out doing the yard work. He came in. He sat down. He's flipping through the TV for a minute. And all of a sudden, he's like, oh, I'm kind of tired. Bam. He's asleep. He has an immediate and intense need with sleep. Whereas when we are tired, what do we do, ladies? We keep working. We push through the tired. Who has time to nap? There's so much to do because we are multitask alerted and we're seeing everything in past due. And we often put these expectations on our husband, but he does not work the way we do. The beautiful thing about it is we balance each other out. It's actually quite amazing. Um, I want you to think, ladies, when you need to go pee, what do you do? You hold it. You wait. An hour later, you realize, oh my gosh, I still haven't peed. When your husband needs to go pee, what does he do? He finds the nearest bathroom possible. It has just cut through single task focus. It's all he can think about now. He's got to go to the bathroom. And unfortunately, this often comes across to us as selfish because it's like they don't have the ability to wait. It's like you're on a road trip. You're like a half hour away from the next town. And he's like, I got to go. I got to go. I got to go. He wants to pull off to the side of the road and like, seriously, can't we just wait to the next? No, I've got to go. (laughs) And we work differently. And when you can understand this, you can stop assuming his his intentions and recognize that he works differently than you. When he is hungry, he needs to eat and he's going to figure out a way to do it. When he's sleepy, he's going to take a little cat nap because it's all he can think about, and he's gonna figure out a way to do it. When he is needing to go to the bathroom, 
he's going to find a way to relieve himself. And if we understand his relationship with his needs, we don't we don't have to look at this as he's so selfish. He just can't wait for a minute. He can't. What's their problem? And I'm going to give you some examples of how this takes place. Um, but men will most general generally get their needs met immediately. And this because as women, we are givers and adapters. We sacrifice all the time, all the time. Men often get looked at like they don't sacrifice in our eyes because they can't sacrifice waiting a half an hour to eat. They can't sacrifice just wait till we get to the next town to go pee. They can't say, seriously, can't you just, why do you have to lay down right now? Seriously, we've got so much to do. They really struggle to push through the sleep. And ladies, just so you know, our men sacrifice all day long for their families for you I mean your children their sacrifices come in different ways the weight that they carry on their shoulders to provide for their family is pretty incredible it's pretty intense for them and so their sacrifices are different than ours but that doesn't make them any less amazing and so we have to be careful that we are not comparing them to a version of us So this actually can cause a lot of problems in marriage um, because we look at them needing to get their needs met as selfish. And we also often will look at a situation that they're getting their need met as they don't care about us. And we, we tend to internalize it on us. Here's a situation. See if this has ever happened to you. You're at home. You've been making dinner. Your husband walks in, your boys maybe walk in, and they go in the pantry and they start snacking on something. And you're sitting there thinking, are you kidding me? I'm over here making dinner. Can you not see this? I'm spending all this time, energy. What? And it looks so selfish to us because we as women would never do that. Can you see yourself going over to a friend's house? You're super hungry. Dinner's not quite ready. You go in her pantry and eat. No, you wouldn't do that. You have this level of respect knowing what she's going through, what she's, um, you know, putting together for this meal, and you respect that. We expect often our men to be a version of us. They should just know. You shouldn't just go in and start eating. Mom's making dinner. This is really disrespectful. So what's the negative narrative going on in our heads when this happens time and time again, especially when we've asked them, right? We've said, seriously, when I'm making dinner, you can't go in and get something to eat. And we've told them so many times that now when they do it, in our head, we're like, I don't even know why I do this. I don't even know why I'm making dinner. Why am I even here? This is so lame. They don't even care. They don't even care. They don't care that I've been over here working on it for an hour. I might as well just go get takeout or something. It doesn't even matter. They don't care about what I do. And we take it very personal. We really internalize it. When truly, ladies, all it is, is wherever your sons, your man has been, they were singly focused on whatever they were doing. And then all of a sudden, hunger cut through single test focus, and it's all they can think about. And so they are like, I got to eat. I got to eat. I got to eat. Chances are they didn't even see you preparing food. Or maybe they saw you, but it never even clicked in their head what you were doing because he's thinking, I need to go get a, 
I got to go get it some crackers. I got to go get something in the pantry. I, you know, they are just thinking about the food because they're hungry. And so had I known this, oh, this would have solved so many unneeded frustrations. <laughs> when I have four sons, when they were all younger, um, I wish I would have understood this because I did a lot of that narrative negative narrative in my head of like, they don't care. I don't know why I'm working so hard. They can just make their own food. They don't even care. I mean, it just, it always goes back to, I don't, I'm not important. What I'm doing doesn't matter. They don't care. And all of that is a, a, is revolves around like, they don't love me. They don't respect me. When really now I can, I handle this so much better I know when my boys walk in or my husband comes home from work, he's going to be hungry and I might not have dinner ready. So I do one of a couple things. If I'm making a meal and they come in, they, I say, hey, it's going to be like 30 minutes before dinner's going to be ready. Get yourself a light snack to tide you over. Like, yes, you don't want him going in and making a big hoagie sandwich. So set your expectations. So here you're being respectful. You're recognizing they're probably hungry. Yes, go in and get some crackers. You know, solve that little, I've got to eat something now and dinner's going to be ready in like 30 minutes. And or something I've started to do is I just get a plate out and I put some carrot sticks or I might put some pickles and crackers or I, you know, put a relish tray. I just throw some stuff from the fridge that's been in there that needs to be eaten and I just put it on a plate. And when they come in as I'm making dinner, they're over there just snacking off that plate. And it's okay. I don't have to get frustrated anymore. There's none of that negative narrative going on in my head that they don't care about me. That's not what it's about. But because we assume that they are a version of us, right? That's how we often interpret interpret it. And it's wrong. It's absolutely wrong. So men and women's relationship to their needs is different. And we as women will give and adapt it away. This is a reminder to us that we need to be so careful, ladies, that we don't give and adapt to the point of exhaustion and forgetting to take care of ourselves. It isn't healthy. It's not healthy for us to ignore our needs. We have... Um, what I teach in my course, um, Taming Jane Academy, I teach women about life functioning needs and life fulfilling needs. Our life functioning needs are those of eating, going to the bathroom, maybe getting ready, you know, go, being able to, um, oh, life functioning needs, sleeping, <laughs> that we need those things, but we will still give and adapt those away, which is, I mean, ladies, it's a beautiful part of us. It's how we were made. It's so if you choose to have children and in those infant, those infant months, when that baby's waking up several times a month, you have the ability to give and adapt your sleep away for this other human being. It's actually a beautiful part of you. But unfortunately, we often expect ourselves to work like that all the time without filling our wells. And we become spent. We become exhausted. We become depressed. We become irritable, frustrated. And then you sit back and watch your man get his needs met. So then you start resenting him. 
And resentment is just a breeding ground for terrible uh, – it's, it's a breeding ground for very uh, bad – I don't know how to word this – opening yourself up in your marriage for a lot of negative, right? When we carry resentments for someone else, it really makes it hard to love them unconditionally, let alone love ourselves. So ladies, we have to really be careful that we will never be 50-50, okay? You'll never be 50-50 in getting your needs met and um, being a giver and adapter. You won't be 50-50. That's off balance for our natural DNA as women. We part. That's the beautiful part of it. So mine might look more like 25-75, but so often, ladies, we are at the 90 giving and adapting, 95 giving and adapting, and 5% taking care of ourselves, giving back to ourselves, um, taking, you know, meeting some needs that we might have, let alone life functioning needs, but just life fulfilling needs, filling your well, connecting yourself to your feminine being, this incredible, beautiful, amazing woman that you are. We can struggle with that. Now, I, I need to make a preface here. I should have at the beginning. Um, when I talk about this and I talk about needs, there's also the other end of the spectrum. I'm very much a, an advocate for self-care, but there is a level of self-care being tooted out in society um, that is on the other end of the spectrum, and it's causing women to neglect their family and their husbands, and their children, because taking care of themselves has now become the priority. I'm, I, this is not what I am promoting at all, okay? This is very, very destructive to the woman herself, because it's actually going against her natural DNA as a woman, as a woman who is a giver and adapter, who instinctively has this intuition about others around her. She sees others with a need and can fulfill that. It's, an, it's a beautiful, beautiful part of us. And so just have to make a preface. I am not promoting that we go all out 100%, even 90%, 75% in self-care. That's out of balance for a woman. So chances are you're going to be anywhere between, you know, 50 would be really high of being, you know, getting your needs met and self-care. More likely you're going to be in the 75% range and this will fill, fill your well. This will allow you to give from a whole being. And the cool part is, is you and your man balance each other out. My man is so good at feeding me. When I'm busy and I'm working, I forget to eat. And he will come in and bring me food and say, here, you know, you need to stop. You need to eat. He has that strong connection with that need. And he helps me be connected to that need as well. And that's awesome. And because of my multitask alertness and my giving and adapting, I see things 
that my husband might not see. I can remember things he may have forgotten. And because of this, I help him out. I balance him. Men and women are different. And it is meant to be that way. We should be honoring our differences. You Now, some of you out there, I mean, there's always, remember, these are feminine and masculine traits. I've taught women, many women, who are like, I don't have a problem getting my needs met whatsoever. They have a really strong connection with their needs. And that's okay. That's okay. So if you find yourself like, I really don't have that problem. But I, what I would ask of you, if, if you struggle with your man getting his needs met, if you recognize being frustrated when he might fall asleep when you guys are really busy or, yeah, you'd really like to take a nap or, you know, if you find, see yourself having some irritations because he's so good at getting his needs met. So just so you know, if you happen to be one of those women, there's nothing wrong with you. You can actually teach all of us. <laughs> all right. And so, but because of our differences, we work amazingly well together. When we choose to embrace these differences and not compete and stop assuming that the other is just a version of us. We need to start articulating these differences between men and women. We need to, like this event that my husband and I got to be a part of, we need to start promoting marriages more because there is so much out there fighting against marriage. There's so much out there to pull us away from focusing on our marriage, from choosing to nurture our marriage, from choosing to stay in love with our spouse by being intentional and creating fun dates and being creative like you were before you were married. How else are we supposed to really enjoy being together if we are not making it fun? If we are letting the busy craziness of life run our life. Remember, I've said this before, life will suck the life out of your marriage. And we have to be so careful. So this is just a little something, kind of an example of what I do teach in Taming Jane Academy. And I'm really excited to, to announce, if you follow me on social media, you've probably already seen this. I finally got my recorded course up and running. So now you are able to participate in Taming Jane Academy. It's a 10-week online course anytime. You don't have to wait for one of my semesters to start. This is a recording of one of my live semesters. So you're going to join 20 women who um, were part of one of my semesters. And you get to, even though it's not live, you'll get to learn from their experiences and you will be validated that, oh my word, we are not all that different. Um, so you can learn more about that, about my recorded course on trainaglines.com. And it is actually doing a Christmas holiday special right now. So it, it, you can get it for $100 off. It's normally $297 and you can get it for $197. Great gift to give yourself. How? What would be more important than creating increased happiness in our marriage and in our life. 
We need to choose to work at this and be intentional. We need to be able to show our children that marriage takes work and not teach them that, you know, go into it completely blind and then wonder why it's not working out, right? Like we need to set each other up for success. And with my 10-week course, there is a 30-day money-back guarantee. You also... um, it's I've mimicked my live course. So my live course is once a week and you meet with me on a webinar, which my next live is winter semester and it starts January 9th and I'm only doing one class. So seats are going really fast. Um, and the difference between the live and the recorded is the live, obviously you get to ask questions, you get to give comments and you have access to me and you get to have that um experience of being in there and learning with other women, um, kind of a support group. It's really fun. My recorded course, obviously you don't get to ask me questions and that type of thing, but you will have my email and you can always email me. So it's just, it was an avenue for me to be able to reach more women and to make it at a little cheaper price point than my life course. So the life course is actually $5.97 for a limited time right now. So We just need to remember, we will never be done working on our marriages. And whatever you do, do something. Be intentional. Don't sit and think this is as good as it gets or I don't even know what to do. Seek out something. There's so many good resources out there. Do something, whatever it is, work on your part. It's the only part you have control over. That's why I only have my course working with women because I take them through my journey of what I've discovered, the power and the magic in me concentrating on my part instead of always concentrating and saying, well, if he would just do this and if he just did this, if he just did this differently, I'd be really happy. If he just did this and there was always something more. And the magic came out when I changed that thought process and started working on myself plus allowing myself to create my own happiness and to be connected to my own needs and to take care of me so I wasn't always so sucked dry. It was it was life-changing. So thank you so much for being here today, for choosing to listen to this podcast. I hope that just one thing, just understanding that your man's relationship with his needs is so different than yours. And it is okay. And we don't need to assume that they should work like us because they're not going to because he speaks a totally different language than you. And like I said, this is just one concept of what I share out of Taming Jane Academy. And it's it's empowering. Like you're going to come away from this and go about life and you're going to see things differently. The next time you go walk through your house and your man happens to have fallen asleep on the floor or on the couch, you're going to think, oh, this is it. He sleep just cut through single task focus and and he needs a little 10 minute nap. Okay. And you won't get irritated. It really, really is amazing how simplistic this is, but how much it really changes the temperature and the tension that can be between the two of you. And like I said, the food thing, huge, huge game changer for me to have my sons walk in my husband walk in 
grab something while I'm making something to eat and to not have it be a personal hit on me, thinking they aren't respecting me. It's so good to let that go. It wasn't serving me. It wasn't helping me be a better version of myself. And I can promise you this. When your man walks into the pantry and starts eating a couple crackers, never did the thought cross his mind. I don't care about her right now. I just want to eat. Never. Never. But that's often how we take it. All right. Well, I hope you got something out of today's podcast. And if you find that my podcasts have helped you out or feel like this might be beneficial for somebody else to listen, please share it. And all as always, the reviews always help. So if you feel like this has been beneficial for you, please leave me a review. Thank you again for your support. I have passed 10,000 listens. It's a really big deal for me. So I was super excited. I just saw that before I was recording this podcast. So we have passed 10,000 listens. It's pretty awesome. It's a lot of you out there choosing to be intentional in your marriage. So I hope you have a great rest of your week and we will chat at you next week. Thanks so much.